Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang on. But I can't recall a time when I'm I Stuart Friesen, so and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgeval. Before we get into everything, I uh, do want to give a big shout out to our presenting sponsor, uh, and that is the Carlotto Group. Damon? Yes. Is the bowling team doing good? Yeah, yeah, it's doing doing really well. We okay. uh, as if they weren't. I was going to say we need to go down to the Carlotto Group and get some NIL cars and get them back there so that we can get some better recruits in. But it sounds like they're doing top notch. But if we needed to, it's always on the table. Just remember that. Can we just do it anyway? Yeah, that'd be funny. Just go get NIL cars anyway. I really, I really wish we could get that done. I think it's. I think it's a good idea. I, dude, the photo shoots we would do. I mean, we're we're easily going to upstep Dion's stuff at Colorado. Well, that that wouldn't take much, right? Wouldn't take much at all. That's the guarantee you get with the Carlotto Group. They will get you the nicest, cleanest, fastest car. Maybe not speed wise. You don't necessarily need those to drive. But I'm talking about process wise. They're simple, easy fantastic uh place to pick up any type of car you need that's why they did, are the car did of santa bring you one what's that did santa bring you one for christmas santa did not no no santa santa bought me half the ps5 that i bought the other half of in august so there you go blame the hour for him. coming out with that game in august Release Christmas for me or September, whatever day. I think it was September. Anyways, it's been too long. I've been wanting to ask you how you're doing on the pod for a while now. So how are you doing? How's the bowling team actually? 
No, I'm doing well. Um, I don't well, doubt they're doing good. I just talked over you the last time, and now I'm doing it again. No, they're they're doing fine. Uh, we're we're at break right now. They got another week of break, and then they come back next week, and um, we're right back into the into the schedule next week. But uh, no, did did well out in in Vegas, and uh, it was kind of nice to to get home and uh, see some family, and not uh, uh, not have to run around as much for the last couple of weeks. What's uh? What are we in the rankings? Uh, we're up to sixty second now, which is good uh, because it puts us in the top sixty four, where we need to be to qualify for postseason. So uh, we just gotta gotta maintain. We've got uh, see four tournaments here in the second semester, and and two of them are really tough, and the other two are gonna gonna challenge us a little bit too. So it'll be be an interesting next. Probably next two months, I guess, is where where we're at. So, um, as long as we as long as we take care of what we we can do, and like I was telling some some people the other day, you know, there's spots out there to get. We got to find a way to get them. So, yeah. And I was looking at the schedule, and I hate that. I I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it down for one. I even had the idea in my head I want to dress up as the mascot for one of them. <laughs> that'd be funny i could probably scare one children i could like manipulate all the kids in the bowling arena yeah you would uh you would either scare them or put them on your side one of the I two get, i could get one of them to hate me and the other 17 to really think i was a cool guy that's fine we'll take the 17 takes like one car wheel in a mascot costume kids love you well, it takes if you can do that and then blow them up a balloon animal or something like that. I, how are you blowing up a balloon animal from a mascot costume? You got a big wolf head on your head. Find a way. I mean, it might be obvious to them when you start putting the balloon inside your neck hole. Well, that's how you get air. Okay. This has been something. All right. This, uh, so I needed to ask you how you were doing. So you would ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. So how, how are you doing? I have a little mini rant because this year's off to mind numbingly horrific start. So, so how are you doing? I'm not great right now. By nine o'clock tonight, I might be a lot better. I'll, I'll take you through it. Okay. So Sunday, New Year's Day. You just want to watch sports. You just want to watch your your Drake Bulldogs get somewhat easy win against a team with a below 500 record because of injuries and stuff like that. Drake goes down to Missouri State. And then in the process, the Vikings start imploding again. I had to send the break my TV tweet again to see if it would spark some magic. It did not. And then I get a phone call from my friend who's a big Packers fan that went to Missouri State, and he wanted to gloat about his sports Sunday. What a great day for that That's guy. It's just terrible. Okay. So we come in. Monday night happens. I'm watching Netflix here. Didn't have – I'll put a Monday night football game on, and I did want to talk about all this stuff. We're going to get to Ken Block. Uh, we're going to get to everything. We're going to do it kind of reverse chronological order, uh, if you'd call it that. But Monday comes, so I'm like – the Bills player must have passed out like 15 to 20 minutes before because I'm just seeing every tweet is about this dude. And I'm scrolling Twitter, 
And then I see one from TMZ and it says, Ken Block passes away at 55 in a snowmobile accident. Just the absolute worst. So, and, and I'll go back to this uh, because I do want to talk about the football thing a little bit with you. So I'm going to go to sleep last night after looking at all this stuff. I was looking at a couple old Jim Connor videos and stuff of Ken Block and everything that's going on with the scene on Twitter. And that's a whole nother thing. Um, and I start trying to go to bed. I, I must have got like an hour and 15 minutes of sleep. I woke up, went to the bathroom, came back. It's like 1.30. Try to close my eyes for like an hour. Literally just couldn't go to sleep. And so I have this like checklist I go off in my head, Damon. Sorry if I'm boring you guys. I'm trying to concise this a little bit more. Uh, so I, I I go through like things I would do in different hockey situations if a goalie is strong on his left side or right side. And so I'm like, if I'm going to shoot out, this is what I'm going to try next. I need to go practice it if I'm going to try it. Then I usually get bored and fall asleep or I stop thinking about sleeping. Okay, if that doesn't work, fire trucks. Try to imagine how many cool looking fire trucks you can count at night fire trucks make me happy that's just another thing i've done cubs players in the past tom ricketts ruined that for me so at this point i'm up to option four which is like hey i could i could go get some work done i could go right and get get ahead a little bit mm -hmm. and so i've been up since four writing well doing stuff. sounds like you're doing pretty well for being up since four well the stars play at nine okay and I, I can't take a nap. I can't take a nap. It's three o'clock right now. I can't take a nap. They just make me more tired. It's just going to throw off my sleep schedule. Yeah, you're kind of in a tough situation. And I can't do that because special announcement exclusive to the pod, at least for now. I'll probably tweet it Wednesday morning. But we are, I am at least, Damon probably could come if he wanted to, but I think they have a tournament. I'm going to Tulsa uh, to cover the Chili Bowl for Always Race Day. It'll be my oh, first nice. time on there. Super excited to do that, and we're going to talk all about that event in a little bit. Um, I do feel like we should talk about the Bills thing, but I want to talk about Ken Block first. I think it's more mm -hmm. appropriate he leads. Yeah, it was a really, really weird, excuse me, really weird deal because, like you, I'm obviously I was, I'm sitting here watching, um, watching Monday night football live and, and had been, you know, watching football all day, watch the Rose bowl and then leading into Monday night football. And, um, so I, I'm watching the game live and they go to commercial break after, after that injury. And then all of a sudden it like came back wide angle, another commercial break. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of, kind of odd. And it was a right about that same time that I hop on Twitter and, and, I saw the same TMZ thing and I'm thinking, well, that's weird. What an odd time for TMZ to try to try to pull viewership. Yeah. And I, I didn't think it was real at first because it was obviously it's coming from TMZ and you don't know how much you can believe nine times out of 10 with them. And so then all of a sudden someone else had tweeted it as well. And it's like, okay, well, this is a real deal with what happened to Ken. And that was, uh, that's crazy. Cause that's a, you know, it's a big part of a lot of people's childhoods growing up, especially in today's era, including my own, you know, you see him and, and it was, it was always him and Travis Pastrana who had the, the cool 
that like you wanted to be those guys basically they were like our generation's evil Knievel essentially yeah that's a great comparison too um and i have uh i've compared it on twitter um but i might i might anecdote it a little bit um but I, if you don't know who ken block is he is drift racing i guess dr- drifting uh there is drift racing i don't know if he was necessarily involved in that you can we can debate the terminology there my bad <laughs> but he was drifting uh rally cars um rally cross all you know all those kind of x game car sports he was there dale earnhardt on top of it dale earnhardt jr with his marketing jeff gordon's face and personality everyone loves the guy i do not know a single person that dislikes ken block well and you think too that it wasn't just what he did in a motorsports world look at what he did from a business perspective as well you know the dc shoes uh he's he's co co-inventor of that i mean that yeah yeah and that that stretches well beyond motorsports oh yeah absolutely i was i so i first saw ken block and first found out who he was and what formula drift was by i was watching I love Rob Deerdex Fantasy Factory. So Ken Block was on one of the episodes. I think Von Gittin Jr. was on there as well. Um, and Rob and Ken did like a mini Jim Connor video. And so part, since I've been up since 430. I did. Um, I put together like a ton of his more popular videos into a thread. It's on Always Race Day on the website. Um, so put together that that took like three hours because I was just sitting there watching some stuff that I hadn't seen before and hadn't learned of. There's a good like documentary style thing of his rally season from this year that just got published like a week and a half or two weeks ago. Um, it's like an hour long. It's super good. I don't want to spoil the end, but it's not. I mean, it's a spectacular documentary overall. I won't tell you what happens. Well, now I got to watch it. It's it. I mean, it's awesome, dude. I can't say enough about the dude, just because of how good of a businessman he was, and what kind of cars and vehicles he dreamt up. And he, I mean, he befriended and hired this artist to do some of his later uh, mm-hmm. schemes. They call them liveries. I'm not really sure what that word's supposed to mean. Yeah, I got nothing for you. He he takes this guy under his wing, basically, and he's like, "Hey, I want you to design my stuff," and it all comes out like you could tell he like cared about Mm -hmm. everything. And like that's we need more people like Ken Block, but also there's no one like him in the fact that his whole life and what he did in videos and stuff—it's video game stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to like, even the, even the shoe deal, right. The, he brought kind of that, that X game, um, crowd, or he actually, I mean, he brought those, those X game type people 
to the world of of motorsports, right? You know, we you, you think of X Games and you think of people like Tony Hawk and all these skateboarders and and these kind of these kind of things, and he's bringing those people through his shoe line to f- watch him in in motorsports, and you know, and I think that that's a big big thing to keep in mind moving forward too is what he was able to do um, from a national landscape and do things where it wasn't necessarily um, wasn't necessarily mainstream. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things going that he, he had a, had a hand in um, and those, you know, that the shoe line is a big part of it. You, you think of, you think of those, the, the skateboarding type people and, and what they, you know, what shoes are they wearing nine times out of 10? You, you see those, those kind of people. I mean, hell I know it was, a, those shoes were a big deal when I was a kid. Like oh, I, had a, I had a couple pairs because of Rob Deerdeck and I mean, eventually because right. I grew up watching like the dirt three. Right. So there's some drift stuff on there that like, it could take me 85 tries if I turned all the assists off. Right. I I'd spent an hour doing one. I remember like a few years ago and this dude was doing them like with regularly. Yeah. And he's, he's building, he's putting like a bulldozer tires on a truck or snowmobile tires, I suppose. Um, he's, you know, building all these different types of car. It's like you took a video game and was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do with this one. Then we're going to go play with it. We're going to have fun. Yeah. That's, that's like the rarest. It's hard to bring people in, in entertainment with, without giving them something they're looking for. Um, and by that, I mean like sports, you, you want the competition, right? You go right. to a comedy show, you want to laugh. Yep. If you just go into something, you're like, uh, I, I guess I just want to be entertained. Uh, you got to do a lot of stuff to entertain people in every damn video. They stepped up their creativity. Some of the coolest photos like ha- that have ever been taken that one of him, uh, with the rear tire off the mountain. Yep. Like you could zoom out and the bottom of that could be less steep and still be badass. Yeah. It's just, you know, uh, like I said, I think it's, uh, I think it's our generation's evil Knievel type setting. I mean, you t- look at him and, and Travis Pastrana and those two guys have done literally everything. And um, when I see people that I wouldn't consider big motorsports junkies tweeting about, or, or commenting about Ken Block himself, uh, that's that's saying something for his popularity nationwide. Yeah, and I don't have too much of a list compiled. I, the first tweet I read this morning was actually someone accusing me of going for clicks because we tweeted it from Always Race Day that it had been confirmed he passed away. And mm-hmm. it's like, man, I can assure you I get no money off people retweeting something on Twitter. God, if you could, though, my phone would not stop going off. <laughs> it uh, That did a lot of numbers, and I don't like to notice that or even bring it up. Right. But, I mean, that's just what happens. Like, you're going through your head in tragedy, um, and I wake up and, like, look at this asshat tweeting me. I, I tweeted them a, a mean word back. 
uh, well, a couple, and he deleted his, so I deleted mine. Atta boy, good job. Well, Way to be the bigger person. It was going to look really weird that I just tagged someone and said <laughs> two expletives in three words um, under the Ken Block passed away tweet. Like that was just, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I could see misconstruing that and turning that into something else. Um, so yeah, usually, uh, and that's what I try to do. If people pass away, if it's a pretty notable guy, we might not have a news article out on it on the site. The one I have up is all memories of him because I don't like the TMZ method of getting clicks off people's lives. And right. I think that's pretty evil I, I, as bad as it can get not to pun you or anything like it's not supposed no pun intended is what i'm trying to say there you go um but yeah he uh to put it into perspective and i don't have a list uh at like 5 30 this morning t-pain was tweeting about ken block right like buy you a drink that guy yep that there i mean no, they're just superstars, man. I Everybody mean, knew this dude. It is yeah. insane the reach that he had. I don't think I really appreciate it. I didn't know it was that big of a reach. Yeah, I didn't realize how how broad of a reach. Um, you know, I I was the same way. I didn't realize how broad of a reach that he he had. You know, you know of certain things, but you don't necessarily realize that it's as big uh, as mainstream. I guess is the word that I'm looking for is as what we might think. Yeah, and you know, I I hate it for all those guys that um, is it appropriate to say left behind or that you know, uh, but all I mean that whole team like his daughter is like getting into the same stuff. And if mm -hmm. she has half the skills that Ken had, like she's going to be insane. She's six. Yeah, he, Her name's he Lita. just tweeted something about it. Like, yeah, they were supposed to come out with a video today. Yeah. The car she built herself. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it is, it is just as tragic as it can get when you lose like a massive hero like that. No doubt. So rest in peace to him. Uh, I think we can. Do you want to talk about the Monday night football thing? Do you want to football it up for three minutes? I mean, it, uh, it was a scary situation, man. It, you know, it was, and it was really tough. And you're, you know, seeing the Ken news at the same time. And it, I just, this is a bad reaction to have. And maybe I, the amount of people like, dogging on people in that time like espn the nfl skip bayless skip might have deserved i don't think he really meant to be insensitive with the tweet he sent but man I, let me tell you i saw 77 people in an hour tweet a mean phrase to skip Bayless. And I can, I can tell you right now, I probably only saw about six different formats of tweets. Like it was the same words on all of them. And if you see 77 people do it, I'm going to let you know if you're the 78th, it's not going to make that big of a difference. And I bet you've tweeted that at skip Bayless before. That's kind of his reputation to troll people. So that's why he's getting a lot of the stuff, but man, it was getting annoying. Just every tweet is 
the same. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I also think I think that at the time and place of when Skips, I mean, he struck nerves with his co-hosts. I mean, yeah. there's people, there's people on his show that he has on their show that are tweeting at him, calling him every word in the book, and, yeah, and rightfully that's, so. That's a big thing. And Brent Bloom had a great um, thing about it on uh, him and Chris's show uh, today, and he, he said it kind of feels like you know you have to say something or it feels like you're kind of ignoring it at least uh right me, i kind of adopted what he said there um because it and like you know i sent three ken block tweets before i said anything about the bills guy and the bills guy i was just i retweeted a hockey injury that was similar and some doctor did a really good explanation but I, I try to keep it to stuff that will like help people learn like me posting that i'm sending prayers to him uh isn't going to teach anyone anything i guess i still prayed for him you know what i mean right i not, mean it, not just... that not that the people that were sending those tweets are bad either but it's just a weird like the whole dynamic of the night is just crazy to me uh, it's it, it was it was just you know being being in in the profession that i am currently in um if this, you that's your biggest biggest like collegiate bowling coach that's that's your that's a big nightmare right and i know this is at a professional level and and these guys are doing things a lot differently but it, at the end of the day it's still somebody's kid out there yeah it's still a human being that is playing a sport that they've loved to do from from the day that they could actually pick up a football or or pick up whatever it is and so at the end of the day it it becomes to a point where it's your worst nightmare. And that's when, you know, I'm sitting here as a coach watching this unfold last night and thinking this is, you know, this is something that is, it's, it's mind numbing. Like I, I sat, I sat in my chair here and, and watched the, the whole thing from, from the start of that football game all the way until uh, probably I would say 11 o'clock and, and sat here and, and watched everything go down and just shook the whole time. You know, it, it's, it was shocking. It, it, it took away whatever, you know, whatever you thought. And then, you know, especially in today's world where we do have a bunch of Skip Baylesses out there, it was nice to see Scott Van Pelt come on the air and really do his job to the best of his ability. And and what Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman and that entire on-air staff at ESPN did, delivering just what they knew. And sometimes too many people in this industry try to become experts in every area and they try to become an expert when they haven't really done anything to become an expert in that area. And so now they're trying to become doctors and then they're trying to become team physicians and they're trying to become athletic trainers. And so it was, it was refreshing to see um, professionals do what their job is. And that's report to you, the listener, what is 
what is going on. That was probably my biggest takeaway from the night overall um, was, was just how professional they handled that entire situation. Um, And and it was, you know, it was tough, man. It it was tough to sit here and watch. Yeah. And I mean, there's no training for how to go about stuff like that. And the people flaming ESPN for keeping them on, there's people flaming them for showing any commercials at all there. And I'm like, man, can we not like, well, the people that are showing the commercial that are blaming the commercials, I don't think they realize they're not making money every time that that commercial gets played. If an Apple commercial gets played nine times, they're not getting paid every single time that that goes on. It has already been sold. It has been sold prior to that being played. Yeah. It's not for some reason, tragedy brings, the best stuff in people sometimes, but emergency of potential tragedy that can bring out a much more opposite effect in some people. And it's crazy to see. Uh, and I hope that we see a lot less of it. My buddy, uh, I was on the phone with him. You'll think this is hilarious, Damon. Uh, I was on the phone with him driving up to Ames this morning. And he goes, well, what would you, like, what would you do? If you were ESPN last night, we were talking about this and I said, you know what, honestly, I would do, I, I, I said, I'd put on like any, any random monster jam episode. Yeah. Get pissed off at that. You can't, you can't. <laughs> and I mean, like no one's at fault. You know, you can have a thing on the bottom line and have updates, but let people watch monster trucks and just chill. Let's take a break. Well, it's, you know, I I was thinking this this similar thing, you know, especially after that first hour and a half had passed, um, you know, get them, get them off the air. Cause you, you had guys that really didn't have anything else to say. Yeah. And and the pressure starts building like, Oh, you got, you got to say something. Right. And so at that point, put something else on you know I, I was saying just put something else on you've got a catalog of 30 for 30s you've got all these e60s go go play those and give updates as you go it's no different than a weather delay in that sense right you know as a producer but i think when they finally went to scott van pelt um for sports center at night that was probably the best move that they did because um svp he he knocked it out of the park last night. That was unbelievable. Um, he answered every question that he needed to. He performed. He he gave everybody the the news that they had as they were getting it. Um, you know he he did a fantastic job promoting. Yeah, and I do wish I like saw more of that because I I didn't see hardly any of it. We had Netflix on, and I was just looking at stuff on my phone. Um, so I wish yeah. I tuned into that. Maybe I'll watch it back, but uh, it is cool. definitely journalism 101. They right. put on a masterclass of journalism last night. So basically the whole reason I wanted to bring that up is like you being a dick to somebody on Twitter, not you, Damon. Damon looked at me like I'm talking straight to him. I did for a second. If you're wondering, like you, you being a dick to someone because they said something that you don't like, I've probably done it a couple of times There's on less serious incidents of sports that don't necessarily matter. Uh, it's not helping any situation. 
I'm, I'm sure Skip Bayless today uh, doesn't like that he put that tweet out. Whether he was trying to do something, I sincerely don't believe he was trying to troll people with that, with how the words lined up. But you're missing tone. You're missing emphasis on stuff. So I don't know. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. All right. You want to get in the chili bowl? All right. I'm excited. Well, you should be. It's a long. It's gonna be a long week, but uh, you just dropped the most subtle announcement ever, <laughs> right here. So I don't have a graphic made up or anything. Maybe I should get. Maybe you should text Jackie. I'll probably. I'll probably tweet it. Um. Yeah, I listened to the pot. We're gonna keep putting. That's not exactly exclusive news, but I I don't know if you guys listen. It is to me. If you guys listen regularly, uh, it's not necessarily like side announcement stuff, um, but I'll drop rumors and stuff that we're hearing, and um, I won't give it to you a hundred percent and say this is for sure going to happen, but I might say something strong on this or whatever. But Chili Bowl is going to be fun. Um, over 300 cars entered in the same building. I only got a pit pass. I'm not going to be in the infield or anything. I'm not sure. I think there's like four people in the infield in total. Um, so I'll have to figure out vantage points and where to watch and stuff. But I am super pumped. Just I can't wait to see what this event is about. I know uh, the Larson stuff and the drama with that and and all that stuff, but I, I do really want to see uh, what this place is about because all, all the other numbers are going up. You know, the crowd was the best Tulsa shootout crowd I heard at least the last two nights. Um, I want to see what this place is uh, is made of. Yeah, it'll be, uh, be interesting to see what the uh... – what it's like for your from your vantage point we can see it from far away right, right. you know we get to always see the the different photos and the the tv coverage and things like that so i'm curious to see what it's like from your vantage point and um you know what what the event is all about cuz i've never had the opportunity of going down there yeah and, we'll, and i'll have videos up it it will feel a lot like the bristol coverage um and, and i mean normal coverage we usually do but damon's usually with me at the uh at the big ones so um we want to keep getting better at that always uh send me any feedback you have on stuff like that but i'm sure we will uh interview someone involved in a fight at some point i don't know i don't know if they get straight up ejected or they get like a five minute sit down with me and some people get ejected like flat out i know it's I mean, I hate it for like the old, like, I don't, I'm not trying to say elderly. I, I don't like it for the older employees that are sitting there having to try and break up a fight. It's not an easy thing to do. See, this is like your event because you're always trying to instigate fights. If I, this broke, is a place if where I it's broke, like encouraged. I, if I tried to break up a fight, I, I think with my luck, I would end up getting ejected myself just today damon at women's basketball interviews i confused the word uh superficial with superstitious other way around i was trying to say superstitious i said the other one superficial yeah i, I was two hours of sleep it's bad it's bad bad day sad day 
I'm just telling you, this is like your type of event though. Like you're always wanting to instigate fights. Here's your opportunity to, to instigate a fight and people will be all for it because they're encouraged. Do not do not get on do not get on here and tell people I'm gonna go down to Tulsa and instigate all the fights that I can. Why not? I will instigate some chirping. Yeah, see, there it is. Hey Ayrton, this is your show. Ayrton, I just interviewed Bowman. He said like he can't see you buried back there in the Q main. Good God. So where is he at? He's been looking for you all week. See? You're gonna start some fights. <laughs> I think we'll be good. I'm excited to see uh what Rico can do out there. He seems to be um he seems to have come along with some momentum late in the season last year. Uh and I, I don't have any numbers to know like how that affects him in Chili Bowl, especially everyone seems to win all theirs in a row, like can Tanner Thorson go repeat? You know, that that's the weird mm-hmm. thing too. Like they don't have just like a single guy wins. It's like yeah. it's just a insane like runs and all these guys were equally um very very talented and they didn't just win on a fluke and they weren't winning by a lap and a half uh but if you look at the the line it's one run after another right yeah you went from what was it rico into into christopher bell and then into larson Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and then you had the run of kevin swindell before that and and you know, it's just, it's crazy how you, like you said, it's not like guys winning by half, by like a whole track either. I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, we're talking hundreds sometimes. Yeah. So, are we doing, are we doing a draft? I don't even know. the. We can rapid fire it. Okay. I don't even, I got to find a roster because I have no idea. I think they might've tweeted one. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even know. Um, yeah, we can do that. I do think basic. I, I'm, I'm not giving you my strategy. That's fine. All right. Yeah, I might just go through and. Uh, I do think I don't. I'm gonna try to put a driver team chart together. We've done it in the past. Uh, there's a lot of names there. I don't know if I'll have time to get to it. I'm working on travel stuff, making sure my car's okay to get down there. Um, but we will see. <clears throat> All right. How many people are we picking for this thing? I think we're doing five. Is that good? That's fine. All right. That's probably all that I can think of. Am I going first or are you? Uh, you can go first. All right. I got Rico. Okay. Well, that was my pick. So now I got to figure something else out here. Oh, that's fine. You got two um, picks. I'll go with Tanner Thorson. And then um, let's go Buddy Kofoid. Gosh. This isn't good. Our first three would have all been the same. Are you writing them down? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not. All right. Oh, man. Probably should. Yeah, this... I don't know if I'd like alphabetical order better or not. I don't think I would. No, I wouldn't. No way. All right. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm going off pictures here. I probably should have opened the thing and control F'd. 
Okay, I'm getting. I will go with. This is terrible podcasting. I'm so sorry, everybody. All right, all right. I've got it. I'm going with Brent Cruz and Ryan Thames. Young Guns. Okay. Okay, I like it. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. With the f- first of these, I'm going to go... Hmm, I've got like a few guys that I'm looking at here. I'm going to go with Logan Seavey. For one of them. And who's going to give me my best chance here? That's what I'm worried about because I think I want to pick the guy I'm staying with. Because last time I didn't do that, it bit me in the ass. Backfired. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, backfired on you. Um, Boy. There's and there, the thing is is this is such a wide field of of contenders too like people legitimately might be left out so go with uh, let's go Spencer Baston I don't hate that pick at all you hate the Logan CV pick though well now now you're gonna get Logan all pissed at me. I'm just trying to start something for you. The other Logan already doesn't like you with how much you talk trash to him on the show. That's fine. He doesn't see me too often. I'm going to go another youngster and go Gavin Bichelle. I like that. That was one of the guys that I was looking at. And I'll I'll take it easy on you and I'll go Ayrton with my last one. Okay. Um, Let's see. Last pick here. I got like two guys I want to pick from here. I'm going to go Brady Bacon. There's some, there are some guys that are left off of these lists that are legitimate contenders too. Oh, absolutely. We always do that. And someone will tweet me and I'll say, Oh my God. Yep. Justin Grant yep, all the time. Justin Grant. Uh, yeah. Defending USAC, non-wing champion, not midget, but non-wing. Uh, T-Mac, Tim McCready. Yeah, I mean, there's it, it's always loaded. You get 300 uh, cars in a building, it's going to be loaded, right? Uh, Meserol. I mean, it, there's just a lot of lot of big names that are going to be, be in contention for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do plan on uh, getting with uh, the guy who puts the Chili Bowl track together. Uh, that's a story I'm going to be working on down there. Uh, what kind of goes into that, working on uh, dirt and doors um, and the uniqueness of that. Um, and I'm also going to try to uh, ask around and uh, talk about the Larson not being there. Um, as well as Christopher Bell and what they've said about it. And if anything else comes out of this weekend uh, relating to that, I'm not trying to drum up drama or whatever phrase you mm-hmm. want to use for that. It's just, that's a, you know, if 17 more big names join them, what's the A-man look like? Right. 
you right. know, is there is there a potential for the purse to increase next year with hopes of getting those guys back? What well I think I think it has to be it has to be something that they they'd look at, right? You know, if it's I'm not saying that the Chili Bowl has lost its luster because of those kind of names, but you're not going to draw the casual fan because you have I mean you're you're looking at Alex Bowman and Rico are probably the two biggest big names. biggest names in the whole field. And we're talking about three hundred and sixty cars. People are gonna so, take people are gonna take that Tim McCready's one more championships, especially late sure, but ever. Um and be like you're you can't you can't sit it's you can brands, because there's brands out there. Yeah. And Alex Bowman is getting into dirt racing to try to make his even bigger. And that's why right. his brand's so big in the first place. So, you know, um, some, I love Tim McCready. Some people too. don't like talk like, like that because they think it's unfair. But um, uh, at some that's point, the thing. like those are the two biggest names. That's the thing is you got to ask, you know, you, the people that you talk to that you ask who, you know, who is the big names, they're going to tell you it's Bowman, it's Rico because of what they've done previously. Right. Or yeah, And there's, there's a large contingent of people that will tune into the chili bowl. Um, just specifically because Alex Bowman is racing and right. the contingent is even larger uh, when Kyle Larson is there. And that contingent is even larger when Chase Elliott is there. Right. right. So, I mean, it's stuff like that. It adds up. Uh, I know in racing, we talk about money all the time. Um, and obviously this the conversation kind of has that to do with it. Um, but also it, it, the, the stuff adding up is prevalent in fans viewership and stuff like that, that, and that's to bring it full circle. Like that's how Ken block got, his sport that big. I mean, he, it, Dennis Anderson created monster jam and created those, I guess, relationships with people in that brand that is grave digger. And Ken block had a similar thing with the number 43 monster DC shoes car and right. everything, um, would go back to him at some point, And he made a sport that otherwise probably wouldn't be near as popular, just a household name. Mm-hmm. And so, and like stuff like that. Video games. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, so you know, when you hear people talk about brands and stuff like that, like, just know it does add up. Like, you're, you know, talking about them, sharing stuff they have and uh, stuff they have to say, and being a big fan of your favorite drivers is huge for the sport. Um, and you're missing out on some of those fans with Larson and Elliott not being there. Right. Right. All right. We will, um, we're going to have podcasts when we're down there throughout the week. I'll probably do one or two. I'm staying with, uh, Ayrton Jenaton. If you don't know him, he drives number three wing sprint car. He's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, big friend of the podcast. Great dude. Uh, root for him, root for all the guys that have been on the podcast and the ones that will come on in the future. Um, Rico, Right. We'll work on that. I'll get all these guys' phone numbers on the first night and we'll just we'll put them all in a group chat and then I can start instigating the fights live on the air. I think you should just get two people together and do like battle battle royale stuff. Well, I'll just have them planned on the air. On gotta the air. It, gotta do it on the track so you stay in. 
Well, you just do it on the side. I'm, t- I'm kind of like, are you confused at all about why all that stuff happened in the ramp in the Tulsa shootout? Like, because the rule yeah. is like, if you fight on the track, it's fine. Yeah, see, I. But I'm I guessing. Really I'm guessing they didn't. They weren't like. I guess like it's hard to have a racing incident where both sides want to fight the other one. Right. But I feel as though like if you thought that was a good possibility, you'd stop on the track and sit there, and then the other guy's gonna get in trouble for trying to come get you, and then maybe you're not ejected or your crew's not ejected. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't. Know. I, don't yeah, I, know. I used to not like their rule, but seeing it in action, I think I more agree with it now yeah i got that make, I don't that know. makes sense to y'all i don't know um no i'm excited to meet all these people and uh get down to a cool venue let's real quick uh i do want to talk super motocross first racing series that we uh really cover um and i'm really excited for what they're doing if you haven't heard they're taking supercross they're taking the motocross season and they're kind of merging the point standings with it and they're having a three race uh kind of playoff series to determine the world champion there's still going to be those uh separate supercross and motocross champions uh crowned um they're just throwing three races at the end one of them is going to be in the la la coliseum if you've ever played those tracks on I, LA was a track on the uh, dirt racing game, Rallycross. Yep. You know, if you've played those tracks, they're kick ass. Um, so I can't wait to see what that looks like in October. Um, they get kicked off this Saturday with Anaheim uh, down at Angel Stadium. There's a lot of people, Damon, a lot of people riding in that series that have either Supercross only or Motocross only contracts. And I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work, but I also, you know, if you're a supercross only guy, what is the toll on your body where you're normally like off or not racing as much? You're going to add 11 weeks and then three more at the end. So 14 weeks to your schedule. It seems like a lot to ask. And I don't know if I, I think how I'm reading it. I think if you run supercross only, you're supposed to be able to like the points like average, but if yeah, that, I don't know, I, don't yeah, know. I know I don't think many people know the Sharpie in rules or anything like that right now, but if you had a good supercross season, what's stopping you from skipping motocross and then right. getting ready for yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, it's something to think about, I guess it's something to, that'll be added to, uh, added to, the questions as we go through too many things i heard in that press conference and i've heard since that aren't adding up in my head of how i would award the weird thing with the points is the first playoff race is worth regular points the winner gets 26 the second is worth double points but if you like gimmicks i hope you're gonna love this one Uh, the third one is worth triple points so See, that's right up your alley. The finale at LA. I, well, <laughs> you're putting a lot of stock in LA, which is fine. I mean, it, it's fair. The first two races count for the same as the third. You know, that's that's what a championship race really should be. I'm interested to see how it works out, but I also think uh, there's going to be some drama here. And at, at the very least, this helps that sport be a lot more relevant than it used to be. I I don't think I've watched a full super or a full uh, motocross event live. You are now. 
Yeah, no, I will because it's on. It's all on Peacock, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying Flow is bad for it, but they got this universal deal. I think the winner gets ten million dollars to win the championship. What? Yeah, look that up. It's ten million to the title winner, or it might be one million and a ten million purse. Holy hell! Sorry, Marvin Muskin. Um, gosh, where is he from? He has a strong accent, and I was hoping I heard it right. And saying it out loud. So I'm looking up championship purse. Sorry, sometimes we do do background stuff. So $10 million purse, but do, do, do. That's got to be like the whole purse. I was gonna say, there's no way that they're paying out ten mil to one person. They've never been massive on publicizing purse money, at least in the races I've watched. I can't remember one Supercross event where I saw. Yeah, I don't know. Purse for this championship will award ten million dollars in prize money, making this the richest payout for either sanctioning body. $10 million in prize money. That's across the board. That's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be across the board. Yeah. I was going to say, there's I, no I, I am pretty confident the winner, the champion, gets $1 million. Good for him. He'll be making bank. Marvin Muskin? Are you just saying, you just saying whoever? Whoever. Damon's not a massive Supercross guy. It's really easy to get into when you watch every week because in between races, and this is like what I think an HRA should do, but they have like in between races, they have like feature stories that they put together. And Lee Diffie's always good on whatever he's on as a broadcast. Same with uh, Ralph Shaheen. Um, those guys have frequently been on it in recent years. Um, I. It, it is a great like broadcast quality i would say like out of all the series like to get into one it's probably one of the easier ones that you can sit down and watch this broadcast and know exactly what you're looking at and what's happening and once they get going it's kind of like oh man that guy's much faster and then he'll like bobble a little bit and then the other guy will pass him and then he'll bobble and then this dude that was like in 15th is in third but then he wrecked right you're just like, oh, shit's happening. This is sick. But yeah, Eli Tomac won Supercross and Motocross last year. If he has a season, anything like that, uh, he's going to be dominant. He's going to be really hard to beat. Uh, I do think that they reset the points at the start of the playoffs. So we'll see how that ends up working out. But uh, I'm just very happy that everyone uh, will be able to watch it. I, you should have been able to watch it on Flow because I thought I tried to a couple times last year and I thought it came up with ease, but you know, you know, Damon, how people are with, Oh yeah. yeah. Iowa state wrestling fans hate flow. I can't, I don't understand it whatsoever. I like it. I like it. Well, I mean, I, I, I also think, I also think people don't understand like ESPN plus didn't walk around to campuses around the country and give them cameras. The, I mean, the right. programs are using the cameras that were existent there and sending the feed to ESPN plus. And usually it's not ESPN plus's fault that your stream stinks. It's probably the person operating it. 
Um, right. Same problem can be prevalent with flow, uh, especially with how problematic Mav TV was and how that has merged, you know, now merged into flow. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't call Supercross a, or Motocross a massive loss. It's 11 races on the year, uh, but they do have a very sizable fan base. They have a lot of people that this is all they watch for racing. It's their favorite, favorite sport. And there will be six digit amount of people watching every race. So I'm excited. Hopefully I hope you guys get into it a little bit. Um, and I have one more announcement. I will not be staying up uh, 24 hours to watch the Rolex this year. That's good. I've made that today. I decided that. I think you decided that last year about. I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was about 3 a.m. last year. And I'm like, man, they have another caution and all the cars. That yeah. Well, yeah you, had the, you had the worst race to stay up for, too. That was the worst problem. I'm just, I was just sitting there like, man, like Jimmy Johnson looks like crap. They keep having yellows. So there's no like racing going on. I've been watching pace laps all night and it's like the field just resets at the end. And then I guess the race is close again. Mm -hmm. Stage winners, man. Gotta, gotta find those winners. I'm going to pay someone to throw a couple banana peels on the racetrack at the Rolex with like 10 minutes to go. And we'll just we'll, to make it interesting. We'll just have a green white checker. There you go. It's a solid plan. It's not a, not a bad plan. No, not at all. Um, this is one of my favorite times of year though, uh, with all the stuff coming around the corner, uh, right now with stuff you don't necessarily usually watch. And then you, you slowly warm up to Daytona and we'll try to keep it all straight for you. We'll try to do our best uh, to give you some good coverage, but I'm excited to uh, get down and kill it at uh, Tulsa. Have fun. I will. It'll, it'll be a blast. Do you have anything else? Did I forget anything? No, Carson, no, uh, no. Carson Macedo is kicking ass in Australia. Call me shocked. He won in a winged sprint car and a midget, I believe. But they call him something different down there. Did you see that tweet? Damon's no, a big guy. This bowling team's got to be really good because I've never seen Damon not have comments on stuff so much. I have been so far discharged from anything racing. It's not even like I'm probably the worst person you could have on here right now because oh, and you're fine. Don't worry about it. I think people will nothing. enjoy. I think people will at least enjoy uh, your takes on stuff. Um, and yeah, it has yeah, been I've harder because the there's been far less Australia races that have been on channels this year that we have. Next year, I'll probably just get the Australian ones because I think World Series of Sprint Cars will be back, and that's like their touring series down there, which is right. like what I want to invest myself in. I, I hate the. I sounded really aggressive there. I apologize, but I hate um, different guys showing up randomly at different tracks. I know people here love that and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, this, I watched this one race, it kicked ass. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know how that guy did in his last race and what this result is like for him today because I've never heard of him before. But if I watch six right. races of all the same people and I can see guys like battling for points and stuff, like that's what, in, it, I don't want to say incite, uh, excites me. That's, yeah, probably a better one. Uh, the So it was a midget, it looks, looks to be. Um, so they call 
they call the regular stuff sprint cars, but it's one word. Mm-hmm. And then they call the midgets speed car. Interesting. I've not seen that. So sounds interesting. I thought it was interesting. I think a lot of the diehards will know that already, but um congrats to Carson. I'm not surprised at all. Um I'm excited to see what all the other guys can do out there. We'll have stories up um about how they're doing if we hear about it. I've got somewhat of a list. If you have any lists of dates of Australian sprint car races, send it to me. I want to make sure I'm not forgetting stuff. Um, but yeah, Damon, are we good? That's good for me. Good for me. All right. Thanks again to the Carl Auto Group. Thanks to all y'all for listening. We might have one more of these, uh, but it really depends what happens in motorsports the next few days. If there's a Ken Block update or stuff, I'll probably uh, come on here at least uh, by myself with Chris or uh, with Damon if we can pry him away from this tournament run he's going to go on. Let's hope so. What tournament? When, when's the tournament? When's the Natty? Oh, well, it's not until March. Yeah, yeah, well, I figured it was in March because we got to do March Madness. We can't can't have, right. can't have April showers or anything cool. Right. Got to schedule on top of one another. Is it the no, last week? I, 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 can't, I shouldn't even hope for this because it won't be a week and I can get down there. No, it's not until – it's like mid-March is when we're – Yeah, I'll be in Kansas City. Yeah, we're in, we're in mid-March. Yeah, it's right around – it's right around conference basketball time. Dang. Well, maybe generally, maybe next year I'll get a wolf there you go. and I won't rob a bank in it or anything like that. <laughs> it's true though. Hey, I don't think that guy was even the one robbing the banks in the wolf costume, but someone else did it. And I don't know. It's honestly ingenious. It seems like it is definitely pretty, something. pretty much framed the guy. But he he was also he was also robbing ba- he, the story. I was gonna say it was the historically hits him. No, but the story said that he wasn't robbing banks in the wolf costume. Someone else posted that thinking it was him. Yeah, I got nothing. Though. And I mean, shoot, I Damon, the resemblance was there. They're both wolf costumes. I mean, they're they're the wolf guy. It has to be the same person. <laughs> All right. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this. Uh, as always, send feedback, comments, questions, anything. DM me anytime. Uh, appreciate you listening. And thanks again to the Carlotto Group. And we will see you in Tulsa or possibly before Tulsa. We'll let you know. Thanks, guys.